The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Paul Reed, the chair of the The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. All hard drugs for personal use. Emphasising the urgency of the situation, he's calling on the Irish government to swiftly revise the current drugs policy to reduce drug related deaths. Mr. Reid was speaking ahead of today's launch of the Assembly's report on drugs. But is a soft approach the right approach? Join me now, Dr. Garrett McGovern, Medical Director of the Priority Medical Clinic in Dundrum. He's a GP specialising in addiction medicine. Garrett, good morning. Morning, Pat. Now, uh, what do you think of the recommendations that have been, uh, well, I suppose, leaked from this uh, report? It'll be formally announced today. Yeah, I think I think the general kind of feeling about the recommendations, Pat, and this is really was kind of evolving over the, the the process of the citizen assembly. That I think the word on people's lips was, you know, change was coming, um, and also that we were going to move away from a criminal justice kind of way of dealing with drug use and maybe moving towards a, a, a health-led approach. So I have to say I, I, I'm absolutely in favour of change and definitely a health-led approach, and why wouldn't I be? I mean, I work in this field and I see the harms of not only drugs, but I see the harms of, of the illicit market um, and people being criminalised um, who have a problem and also yeah. are in but the criminal aren't, justice aren't they system. they very much in the minority. I mean, the vast amount of cocaine that is consumed and indeed uh, the amount of cannabis that is smoked uh, is, broadly speaking, not in people who have addiction problems. I mean, the huge market is out there. It's the so-called recreational market. So are we, you know, approaching this to help the few by uh, turning it into a health-led approach, but giving license to the many to consume and not fear any kind of legal sanction? Well, yeah, I mean, about 90% of people at least who use drugs won't meet the criteria for dependence, so you're spot on. Uh, most of them will just use drugs and, and probably not even come under the um, auspices of the criminal justice system at all. But I suppose in, in answer to your point about, you know, letting people use drugs, I think people are using drugs. And if you look at other jurisdictions, um, and we know from, you know, there's, there's good research out there to show that the harshness of penalties doesn't actually stop people using drugs. There's, there's no prevalence that reduces because, you know, your, your drug laws no, are hard. Hang so on a no second. Like you, you may uh, quote that in terms of, uh, you know, San Francisco or someplace like that, or the Portuguese model is always quoted. But, you know, we used to have a system, system where you could drink five pints and not get done for drunk driving. Now, if you have two drinks, you'll be over the limit and you will probably lose your license for six months. That worked. Fewer people are drunk driving. So you can't tell me that harsh sanctions don't have an effect. Well, they're two different issues. I mean, the the issue you're talking about is that's a legal drug, so they've not been criminalised for using alcohol. But what you're talking about is a safety issue on the roads. It's it's people being impaired. So they're kind of two separate issues, I I, I would argue. But if you look at the, the, the drug laws in places like Sweden, I mean, you know, in, in places like Malaysia and Thailand, they have horrendous uh, uh, drug laws where they put people into essentially concentration camps to 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 coerce them. None of that works. But all, all that happens is more and more people will go into those centres. So, I, I I don't really see this as a low hanging fruit. I think decrim. I, I don't I don't think it's I, even in the citizens assembly. Even people who would be against legalisation, there wasn't particularly too much argument on this issue. I think. 
Yeah. Um, the, the, the question of, you know, people consuming, for example, something like child porn, um, yeah. you know, they might consume that and figure they're not doing anything. These images may even have been artificially generated or, 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 or whatever. Um, but they that's against the law because of the, the harm that it is doing earlier in the system where children are abducted or abused or whatever. Uh, we have a situation where people are recreationally using cannabis and cocaine particularly, and we know the criminal gangs who are behind it, murder and mayhem, no less. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to stop the murder and mayhem, you've got to stop the, the people who are supplying these drugs into the economy uh, uh, for the market, and therefore you've got to try and tell the people in the market, you are responsible for some of this. Well, I, I don't... I have to say that they're again two separate issues because you're talking about decrim versus either a legal market or an illicit market. So decrim, just to be very clear, is just not criminalising the person who uses drugs. But if they're um, using it, and you know, suppose it's recreational, a couple of pints and a few lines of coke when they go out, they are feeding the criminal market. I mean, when they're uh, drinking the pints, they're not. That's Diageo's perfectly legal company and pays its taxes and so on. When they're snorting the cocaine... They are encouraging the people who supply in all their nefarious ways. So why should there not be a sanction on people who are actually encouraging this kind of illicit evil trade in, in our communities? Well, well, well if, if you could argue that the 1977 Drugs Act is what is, is causing that. I mean, if we're going to have alcohol as a legal drug, why don't we explore the possibility? Again, this is a separate issue to decrim because decrim is just not criminalising the user. What, what you're talking about there is funding a market that is essentially the result of the 1977 Drugs Act, which hasn't actually been amended or reviewed in any way in that period of time, and yet we still have many, many people coming to harm as a result of drugs. We've many marginalised communities. I work in a lot of them, which are completely terrorised by uh, people dealing drugs. So it's very hard. That argument, you know, sounds uh, reasonable that, you know, funding the illicit market. But the fact is, a lot of people are taking drugs. Many of them are coming to harm uh, um, who who use drugs heavily and who are heavily involved in that in that scene. Yeah, but but many people, people many they, people who gamble excessively come to harm. They do terrible harm to themselves and their families. But that does not mean that you can't put a, a fiver on the Grand National. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is legal uh, and you don't legislate uh, against the whole market for the problems of a relatively small cohort. Now, there are people who will argue otherwise, say we should outlaw all gambling ads and, uh, and so on. But by and large, we don't tend to look at the hard cases because, as you know, hard cases make bad law. And all of this push for a medically led approach to drugs is looking at the hard cases. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you could argue that the cases that are not the hard cases, as you say, the 90% or more who are using drugs recreationally, why why are we criminalising them? I mean, why, why don't we allow them to use drugs? Why not? Because they're, they're sourcing them from... Harm to anybody. They're for, uh, sourcing them from the gangsters. That's why. No, but this is the point I'm making, Pat. The point I'm making is why are we making those drugs illegal? Why don't we look at a regulated market? Why, why don't we regulate it? And then they won't be, they won't be sourcing that market. Try and snuff that market out. I mean, that'll take a long time to do, but why don't we go down that road? Okay, so you're saying, for example, that people could pop into um, a cafe uh, like they have in Amsterdam where you can uh, source your cannabis, pop in and get a few uh, grams of cocaine. 
Well, cannabis actually isn't legal in, in Netherlands. It's it's just not pleased. Um, no, I, we'd have to look at this. I, mean, I, think, I think the drug that probably will be the lowest, again, the lowest hanging fruit in this would be cannabis. I mean, the, you know, the, the, it is legal in many, many states in, in the US. I mean, the, the sky hasn't fallen in. Uh, it's it, it's not perfect in 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 uh, the United States of America, but they need to tighten it up a little bit because unfortunately there is still a a black market over there. But I, I think I, I put it to you this way, Pat. I mean, we can keep we can either go one of two ways. We can either go down a a, a say a as you would say a more liberal, more lax route, or else we can go the other way and make drug um, uh, prosecutions harder. I mean, put, okay. we can put people in prison for even small yeah, things. I mean, or else we can just I, I, leave I it the think, way it is. I don't think anyone is suggesting, for example, that you throw everyone in prison who is caught using cocaine or carrying an amount that would be designated for personal use. However, if you said, for example, um, to the you know the middle class users uh, on a weekend, uh, if they're caught that they get something on their record which won't get them a prison sentence, but it's a felony. In other words, sorry, you can't take your kids to Disney in Florida because you've got a conviction, baby. Now, I think that would soften a lot of people's cough. No, that's what's happening now, Pat, and it just causes people to be criminalised, so that hasn't really worked very well. I don't... Uh, that's current, that's currently that the situation right now, as you describe. If people are, people are caught are with something tiny, they don't get any uh, criminal conviction. Well, then, why don't we make it official? Okay, well, that's... Why don't we put it into law and shrine it in law, then? And see what happens. And yeah, now, no, absolutely. And the, the other it. thing review is... It. We need to review all these things. We need to yeah. evaluate them. That's what they do in Portugal. They they review these periodically to see how they work, and they, they see, can they tweak it and make it better? It's not going to be perfect. We're never going to get rid yeah. of drugs. It's going to be drugs, no matter what way the cat jumps on this. Yeah. Um, the, the question, then, of uh, if you legalise, if you like this... The, the less harmful, softer drugs, mm. and for yeah. the harder drugs, the heroin and so on, uh, where you have addiction, you know, chronic addiction, that you have the medical-led uh, approach. Um, yeah. the, the question is, would not the, the, the purveyors of death uh, not just go for the harder stuff? You suddenly had a fentanyl on the streets. Do you know what I mean? That if you make all the mild stuff legal you'll have the other stuff for the bigger high, the more excitement, etc., uh, will uh, become the stock in trade of the criminals. I don't know. It's speculation. I, I, it, that's not what seems to be happening in um, jurisdictions that have made cannabis legal. So I, I don't think... Yeah. I don't think so. Um, the, two other points. Shane Coleman, uh, our colleague on The Breakfast Show, remarked that when he was in uh, Lisbon recently with his three kids, in front of his three kids, he was offered cocaine. Yeah. He said, yeah. you know, is it working in Portugal? Don't think so, based on his experience. Well, that's hardly, I would hardly amount it to one person's experience of what they found in the street. There's more than that, though, <laughs> coming back. Market. It's an experiment in Portugal, and people say you're walking through a park, the smell of weed will knock you down. Yeah, but I mean, you can also look at the successes in Portugal in terms of overdose, death rate. They, they plummeted HIV transmission, uh, crime numbers mm. uh, going to prison for drug-related uh, offences, all reduced. Yeah, and the final point is uh, then, Garrett, because uh, the, 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 we know that the medical-led approach is going to be what is going to be recommended from the Citizens' mm. Assembly's uh, d- deliberations. We don't have a medical system that can look after me if I am in difficulty on a Tuesday night. I'll be in A and E. I'll be on a trolley. Now, what part of our medical system is going to be geared up to deal with 
what might be proposed here to give, you know, proper uh, drug rehabilitation to all the people who've got a problem? Because it's not there at the moment. No, it's an excellent point. I mean, I, I, the, the part I suppose that's a little weak on this is that I, I wouldn't like to see a situation where people are put through a head-led approach that don't need a health-led approach. I think, we, you know, I've worked in this area for 25, 26 years, so funding is always an issue. Um, we don't have enough beds for people who need them, and we don't have enough intervention. So your, your point is well made. If we and Portugal proved that point. They, 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 they had a health approach, but they did invest in treatment services for people who needed it. You know, they don't really police, even in a dissuasion committee, it's only a fine, so you won't get a criminal record. So they don't really police that. But they do help people who need help, that's for sure. All right. It's a very interesting topic of conversation, uh, and uh, we will see how all of it is teased out after we get the full report published at lunchtime today. But Dr. Garrett McGovern, Medical Director of the Priority Medical Clinic in Dundrum, a GP specialising in addiction medicine. Thank you very much for... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.